I'm Nyland, the Associate Artistic Director of the Drama League in New York City. And this week, we're talking How We Work Now, a series of conversations focusing on the future of theater and the changes in how we're making and enjoying it. How We Work Now is a place for strategies, for brainstorming, and for leaning into creativity and innovation, the things theater folks do best. For more episodes, just visit dramaleague.org and click on Digital Series, or search for the Drama League wherever you find your podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe. The Drama League is a not-for-profit home for stage directors and the audiences who enjoy their work on stage, in films, on television, and across the internet. During the pandemic, we're providing essential services to help directors and their families who are suffering economic and health struggles due to COVID-19. If you'd like to join us in this effort, just visit dramaleague.org and click donate or become a member. we love to have you as part of our Drama League family. Thanks for listening and now enjoy How We Work Now. Hi, welcome. I'm Nyland, the Associate Artistic Director of the Drama League. Welcome to How We Work Now. I am thoroughly overjoyed to be sitting with a phenomenal team I, I who have ushered into the world I believe an unprecedented moment in the American theater. I am sitting down with the team of San Francisco Shakespeare Festival's King Lear. Um, how about everybody introduce themselves? Let's start with the director of the production. Hi, um, I'm Elizabeth Carter. I am the director of King Lear out here in California. Mm, lovely. Hi. Let's, uh, you want to say more? You want to say more than that? No. <laughs> right now? <laughs> I love it. Um, then let's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going in the order of the boxes. I see you all, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to pass it over to Rebecca Annals. Hi, I'm Rebecca Annals. I'm artistic director of San Francisco Shakespeare Festival. And I use she, her pronouns. And I'm calling in from Ramatush Ohlone land here in San Francisco, California. Hello, I'm Neil. I'm the technical director for San Francisco Shakespeare Festival for the last uh, four years now. Uh, but this is definitely a whole new territory this year. So I'm, I'm having a lot of fun and can't wait to tell you all about it. Hi, I am Karen Schleifer. I am the production stage manager um, since last year for the San Francisco Shakespeare Festival. Very lucky to be a part of this team. And I have mad love for the Drama League. I was a part of Director Fest this year and uh, stage managed for Mr. Ben Randall, Hello Again, in uh, January. So I was lucky enough to introduce these two groups and, and can't wait to talk to you about the experience we're having this summer. We are so thankful for the introduction um, and the hopeful future continuing entanglements of the two. Um, so I, let's begin with what I, what I think actually happened. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think the world thrust itself into a pandemic. <laughs> I think that you all had this scheduled production of King Lear that you were so excited about. Um, and the world started telling us all that we couldn't do this, couldn't do that, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. And you all had to figure out what to do. How about we begin with, what, how did you rise to the moment? What were the conversations of, of how do you get yourself back to mobility, back to a space of creativity? 
um, for the organization and for the artists that, and audience you serve? There was a lot of, I think, um, I will say for myself, I know there was a lot happening behind the scenes with Rebecca and, um, and figuring out when to say, when, we, when everything went into shelter in place, we were literally in our workshop. We had one day in the space together and we knew that shelter in place was about to happen. And we had two actors who were um, somewhat uh, immuno, uh, you know, just vulnerable. And so we had them sort of on the screen, in the room, and then it became really clear through conversation with Rebecca, she was like, I just don't feel comfortable with this. I don't feel like it's safe enough for people to get on public transportation. So let's just move virtual. Let's just move virtual with the workshop. We're doing script edits. We'll just do this. It was March and we'll see how it goes. And so we just kind of transferred to that format and we did about two weeks um, of work in that format. Um, and then the world really went upside down. And, um, and then we kind of, and then the conversations that I had, and Rebecca can I'm sure speak to this a little bit more, is that we sort of were like, we don't want to stop, no one's working. We don't want to stop. Like, what do we do? There's, actors are losing jobs. Um, you know, we, we can move forward. Like, you know, how do we keep as many theater artists, you know, working? at one time. And so, um, I don't know, that's, that's the piece that, and then we started to talk about like, <laughs> what do we do? Um, and start absorbing and kind of um, sort of digesting as much virtual format as I could figure out. Um, and so for me, that was the thing, but I know that there were things going on behind the scenes and the way that SF Shakes works um, is particularly uh, worked, uh, worked well for this format because of uh, the way that it, there's that we don't survive off of ticket sales so I, I can shoot that to Rebecca because I think she can yeah. probably answer that a little better than I can yeah I mean it goes all the way back to fall 2019 and September 2019 when our resident artists decided that the why behind picking King Lear had to do with the messed up state of the world really um, a, a culture crumbling and kind of dealing with a big inciting incident where a, a culture a country starts to really fall apart and that was the one of the reasons behind picking the play is like a sense of um that crumb things crumbling around us to a certain extent already you know pre-pandemic and then so even yes going into that script workshop in march the work felt really urgent the reasons to do the play felt really important still um, the actors kept saying, oh, it's just like now, or, oh, it's kind of like, I keep thinking about this because it's like now, um, Edgar's final lines in the play keep coming up. We, you know, speak what we feel, not what we ought to say. And everyone was kind of felt like that was the, we, we were in this moment of like this great reflection and what a play to be doing. So the, the why was still there. If we'd felt like, oh, you know, this, there's no reason to do this play right now, I think it would have been different, but we felt that yes, we still felt like King Lear was a really important play to do right now. Um, and I felt, I felt really strongly that Elizabeth had an incredibly important take on the play for everyone to see right now. And, and then, yeah, we, we were also, we're free Shakespeare in the park. So we also weren't reliant on these ticket sale models or these subscription models that other people were reliant on. We rely on the, you know, funding from, from grants as well as cities who were willing to sponsor us. So we started those conversations as the cities said, we're not having any public gatherings. We're sorry, no free Shakespeare in the park this summer. 
we said, but what about, can, can we help you create a resilient online community in your city uh, where people can come together and be together in a virtual way? And we're, we're part of these, these initiatives. Um, currently, we're sponsored by City of Cupertino. The initiative Cupertino Cares is about creating things for people to do apart but together. And it'll be similar in our next cities in Redwood City and San Francisco. And how do we still make community, which is what we're really all about, even when we can't be physically together. So yeah, mission, we're, we're really on mission. Like we really feel like this is what we should be doing to pursue our mission. But yeah, and then we, and then I'm gonna throw it to, to Neil because when we knew that this is what we wanted to do, <laughs> then came the how, right? <laughs> so so the, um, that started to get explored um, right around that time, especially as we were, we were putting together a virtual gala in April as well, so, uh, so yeah. Yeah, as you're as we're talking about all this, I'm realizing that oh my gosh, that history in my brain is already so far back it's starting to get muddied. And maybe I should be writing some stuff down so we can remember after the fact like how this all played out. <laughs> so save this recording. Um yeah, it was I don't I don't recall which was which, the gala first or the uh the workshopping was it? Workshop was first. Workshop. Yeah. So yeah. we um most of the month of April was us turning trying to figure out how to turn our uh, gala into an online format from its usual in-person format and so that was that was almost like the warm-up round to all this uh just starting to get our brains in the in the space of like okay every, everything you need to consider what are our platforms what are our tech requirements you know what are we what are we aiming to achieve here and looking back on it the gala was a very rudimentary zoom production uh we did a great job and it was very difficult and everyone was exhausted afterwards but um it transitioned pretty much straight from that into now what's phase two how are we going to make lear happen in some sort of virtual way and uh, for me I, the process was a lot less conscious than i think what was just described by elizabeth and rebecca for me it was much more of a kind of instinctive uh, i just like i think from the start felt like the actors in zoom boxes were being they were like they're in jail cells with walls between them and it's like yeah you can you can talk between your jail cells and you could pass notes if you have a, a you know clever method um but it just yeah it felt like they were locked up and like i had this urge to want to free our actors from jail and uh, reunite everyone in some kind of shared unified space so um it was i don't think we had we hadn't really seen anyone do the sort of uh, layering compositing in a single space that we did um it just sort of made sense to me like if, you know i've got enough of a graphic design background and you work with photoshop and layers and you're you know you're you're compositing things there it, it, it kind of makes sense and it uh so it just naturally popped to mind that like you know what what would it take to do that virtually uh and in itself that's not like cutting edge technology really i remember back in i think it was like the 2012 election when cnn had wolf blitzer from washington dc appearing in the new york studio or something like in 3d and it was it, essentially it was the same thing we're doing but with much more expensive equipment but uh you know the, the technology has been around the uh the streaming part of it which is just as important as the the technical like you know assembling people in space part of it that all everything you need to consider with streaming and uh, getting into that world that is all was also already well established especially by gamers um most of the software that we use and the, a lot of the methods that exist are because gamers that are out there uh, streaming their games which is something that i none of us had really any familiarity with but uh it was all there and if you were willing to take the time and search around online you could find 
all these many, many tools that could be pulled together, cobbled together in order to kind of create this crazy system that we wound up with. So, Could we, <laughs> I'm going to say speak in layman as possible, <laughs> because what I saw was like you said layers and all I, all I saw from the audience point of view was joy. I don't know how you got um, actor background, actors entering and exit, exiting. Um, I've seen like pass offs. Um, I, what, what exactly do you mean when you say layering to make the moment? If, if somebody could explain uh, in your words what you think the art is now, where, where you've landed, and what is what is that technology? What is what 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 is that of a layering? Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I could I could go on talking for hours if you really want to know, but uh, I don't think we have. Don't that much give time. away the real secret. <laughs> yeah, we won't. We won't give you the full. We won't give the secret formula away. But uh, it's um, it, it's really not any. It's not rocket science. It's not any proprietary stuff. It's just you know. Uh, pulled together in a clever way. So the layers are, you know, we've got all our actors on a Zoom call basically and uh, with green screens. And so I'm just taking each one of those and cropping out the green screen, which leaves me almost like a little paper cutout of each actor. It's kind of like South Park animation, you know, um, pictured the way early oh. on when they did South Park actually with paper cutouts, um, or even now when they're doing it in, in software, it's pretty much the same thing. You're just treating it the paper or whatever as, as layers. And so that's how you move things around. But yeah, really the kind of the, the biggest joy in all of it is we're developing the show and doing blocking and stuff was, was figuring out the tricks to make, to make uh, fancy stuff happen like handoffs, um, you know, which is the first thing everyone thinks of is, you know, how do you do handoffs? So you just get clever with, you know, things going out of frame at just the right moment. And uh, fights was another a huge thing. Our uh, fight choreographer, Sydney Schwint, uh, did you know she was coming into this she was equally clueless as all of us but uh and I, I just had to keep telling her like I don't know what's gonna happen when we get there like just show up and we'll see what we can do and and so sure enough it's a lot of like uh, really uh, precisely timed layerings precisely timed choreography by the actor well, so precise on the actor's part and uh, just maintaining eye lines is probably one of the single hardest thing. Like even now that we've been up and running, every time we're brushing up in rehearsals, actors are like, hey, while we're here, let me just brush up the eye lines and everyone will check and make sure they've got their eye lines, right? So it's, it's all that kind of stuff and switching of layers when people, if you've got actors, you know, crossing, circling around each other, you need to switch the layers when they're not overlapping so that you don't see the switch happen. Uh, so it's, yeah, lots of, lots of fun stuff going on behind the scenes. And then the magic, you go, no, I'm just going to say the thing that, that Neil, um, uh, doesn't say about himself is that he is, um, inquisitive and he's, um, a, a, a tinkerer and a builder and an engineer of, of, uh, of like ideas. And I think the thing is with playing around and deciding like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want, I think I have this idea. Let me just see if it works. It was a lot of that like um, investigation that I think landed us where we are. Um, and then Neil, I will say Neil and I like having a great like rapport, because if you saw the set that he did for, this, for the, sh the park outside, it was amazing. It would have been beautiful. Like that's a whole nother show. I let go of it. But this magic of, um, I had to, um, is that, 
I would say, I think I, we can do this. How do you make that happen for me, Neil? Like, well, let me see. So it's really about like saying what, not we can't do that, but what could we do? And if we can't do that, what else could we do? And then trying to keep going back and forth and playing with it. And Neil would just say, hmm, okay, let me think about that. I think I could use this this way. And let me try something. And then that's what we would do. And so I would say, I want this. I think we can do this. Um, and then we would just find a way to like, to, to play with it or the next day Neil would come back. So as I will, I'm gonna steal your, your phrase, Neil, which is we're building the plane as we're flying it. Yeah. And that's basically what we did. We built the plane as we flew it and we ran up against the problems and we tried to solve them, um, which is kind of what you do in any show. Um, but that's basically how I see it. But it's because Neil is a, is a tinkerer and his, his mind works that way. And, and then she will say Neil, but then I will say, and it's because Elizabeth has a strong vision about how she wanted to present this piece. And she was able to let go of so much to be able to hold on to the forward motion of what we were doing here. And it's because of that strong vision. And even if we couldn't clearly communicate with each other because we were building a language together, um, you were able to at least say, this is what, this is the intention behind the scene. This is what I want. And Neil is an artist enough that he gets that. And they were able to marry those, those ideas and, and the ingenuity that Neil has. So that was really the magic of the moment. Because, I mean, I think people, it's good to explain to people, these actors cannot see each other at all. If they look at a monitor, Karen will give them a note. Um, if they look at their Caught on camera. Yeah. And we'll like write a note and give them a note. You're looking at your camera. Um, so, you know, they really have to trust me. They have to trust me because I'm your eyes. You know, I'm your eyes, Karen's your eyes. But for me to say that works, that doesn't work. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to move one step to the left. You need to move one step to the right. You need to lean in. Oh, not too much. Back, you know, look down. Reach with your right hand here. And it has to go a little lower than that. I mean, like literally minutia every moment to be able to connect and then remind them, hey, listen to the words. Listen to the actors around you. Don't forget that we're in the space together, but we just can't see each other. So you have to hang on each other's words. You have to connect with your voices and, and that's what you can hold on to. But everything else is, is, has to be imagined, you know? Um, and sometimes what's really funny is recently someone will be in and they're like, oh, oh, that's, that's what that looks like. <laughs> because they don't see it. They don't, just like when you're on stage, but at least on stage, you have the other people to, to kind of flesh it out for you. Here, you are literally in, in a space by yourself. Um, so creating and trying to remove a sense of, of aloneness. So I'll go to what Cassidy said. Of, mm -hmm. He feels like he's, he tries to tell himself he's doing a one-man show, but that he has everyone else in his ears. 
So it really doesn't feel like he's alone because he's doing the one man show, but everyone else is right here and they're supporting that. So it, it removes that sense of aloneness. Like you were just saying a little bit more. That's wonderful. I hadn't heard Cassidy say that oh, yet. It was such artist. a great, a little, yeah. yeah. Cassidy right. Brown. I also, I love what, um, we, we had a conversation with our audience after the show on, uh, on Sunday and one of our actors, Diana Lauren Jones was there who plays the fool in Cordelia. And, you know, th this isn't for everyone and it's been quite a journey. And she really, you know, they had to go through that process of mourning and letting go the, what they would have done in person. And even at the beginning of rehearsals in June, we were still thinking we might be able to be in person in September. So some of them were holding that still as this idea of like, maybe one day I'll see the person I'm acting with. And then by mid-July, we, we had to say, no, we're gonna be virtual the whole time. And, and that, you know, it, it's not for everyone. And, uh, you know, we, we're aware that we've had folks leave the process because they just went, it's not, it's not the same. It doesn't fulfill me in this way um, that, that being in person does. And that's why it's really not a substitute. I think it is, mm -hmm. it is its own art form. This video theater, uh, our colleague Peter Quo, I heard him name it that. And, and, I, and I think that's really a um, pretty good name for it. But it isn't, it isn't the same. And it, it's its own skill, its own process. And some people, I think, are really thriving. I mean, Cassidy might be one of them. But some people are, are have, you know, did not thrive. And it was not for them. So many things flooded me. Also, shout out to Peter Cole since you brought him up. Yeah. I just want to love mine. Love you much. Hey. Um, <laughs> before I get too far ahead, could you, so, so to do this production, you had to have a conversation with Actors' Equity Association, correct? Am I right about that? Could you uh, walk us through those negotiations and how you came to a uh, common understanding to get to the production? Yes, to a degree. Um, I, I did some of the conversations and our executive director, Toby Levitt, did some as well. Uh, another huge shout out for fabulous person, Krista Jackson at Actors' Equity in Los Angeles went to bat for us. We tried to explain what we were doing in an email. She didn't, she was like, okay. Toby got on the phone with her and she bought in and she went to bat and she's not, she's been one of the laid off folks. So, so we miss her and wish her very, very well. Um, but she really helped make this happen. And every time we, we, we were hearing from colleagues, like you're gonna have to go to SAG, it's on screen, it's in SAG's jurisdiction. And we kept going like a little self-searching, like it's, it's theater though. We want it to be live. We don't want to record it. We want it to be live. We feel that the live part is very, very, very important. Mm -hmm. And we kept coming back to that instead of going into the world of like, oh, let's just make a video and, and put it out there. Um, so we didn't, we, we decided up to, the, up to the week, right, Karen? Up to the week before rehearsals started, we were like, we had SAG's phone number kind of over here, but Krista kept saying, hold on, we're almost there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And so we just trusted her. And then I think it was the Monday when right before Karen's contract, the stage manager was gonna start, um, Krista sent us the email that included the equity virtual contract and all the health and safety stuff and pages and pages of rules negotiated with SAG about what could be recorded and what could not be recorded. and. That is why it's so important. I tell people, people are like, oh, can I just watch it later? Like, what if I don't want to watch it? No, it is theater. It is live. When it's done, it goes away. And then if you want to see it, you can watch it next Saturday at seven o'clock. And it's not going to be the same. 
mm-hmm. because it's live and it's theater. And we feel really good about that because our actors are equity. They are stage actors. Not all of them are, some of them are, are EMC, um, but they are stage actors. They want to be stage actors and they want their health and pension yeah. to, to be in that box, right? Like they don't, they don't have to move that over, you know, go into the SAG thing and try to earn those points. They want it to be where it's going to benefit them as stage actors. And so we, I'm very proud of that. Like, I'm really excited that, that that worked out. I'm proud and I'm tremendously grateful to Krista and to Equity for, for making that possible. I'm so, it, it's groundbreaking that they were able to reach that agreement and that they're owning this as theater. And hey, we were lucky too, right? Because we weren't beholden to a subscription base and we weren't beholden to ticket sales. So, uh, you know, SF Shakes kind of went, okay, we're going to be in this and we can, we can put forth the effort and we can do all that work and we can negotiate. And hey, like our actors and me are part of the 1% of, of union people that are working right now. And that's because of this organization and how they fought for us. So I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, huge, huge gratitude. And, and, and also just like it shows up, we're seeing a lot of things that are really broken about the white American theater right now. And one of them is all this, t- this sense of urgency around what has to be done by a certain point because people, because money, because this, because this, we actually stretched our rehearsal process because we needed to, and because it was important for the art and it was important for Neil and Elizabeth to, to, and the actors not have to be, we didn't want them to be on Zoom 10 hours a day. That's exhausting. So we had to say, no, they are not working 52 hours a week, even though the contract says we can, we're not doing that. It's not healthy. So we took the time that we needed to take to, to do it right. And that's, you know, that, that costs money because people need to be paid for that time. But it's, it was worth it other than otherwise burned out actors, half finished product, you know, it's not even a product. It's still a process. We're still figuring it out as we go. I'm, I'm sure it'll evolve over time, but we have, diff- we have ideas about like pride product and finality and the opening that are part of theater culture, which, which this world isn't going to bow down to that anymore. That's not what we need to be doing right now. That's really important. Think- I think that was an amazing thing. Oh, sorry, Nyland, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go for it. Go for it. No, I just, I'm, I'm really, that's one of the things that's been amazing about this process is to say, um, I know a lot of people, um, myself, because I'm also an actor, um, you know, the, the rehearsal process has gotten shrunken and shrunken and shrunken. So, you know, three weeks, put it up, you know, and it's a lot of it's because of money. Um, but I get very frustrated because there's, there needs to be time to breathe a little bit within that process. And because we were in a situation where we were like, we need more time. This blocking process took three times as long, really, I mean, in my head, as I would have normally have taken when we were on the stage. Because um, I can't walk up to you and show you something. I can't move. I can't give you subtle. But everything has to be verbally communicated. You have to have super good verbal skills um, in this format. Um, very clear, um, very kind, very patient. Um, uh, nobody in this time in our world needs somebody blowing up. Nobody in this time needs someone being unkind. Um, it's just, it's not, it's not tenable for our hearts and our souls as artists. And we needed more time and we could be flexible. Um, and that was kind of amazing mm-hmm. to have that flexibility and to still know everyone was going to get respected by being paid. Um, 
and and all of that was really important to like making sure everything you know kind of gelled and this idea of perfectionism or that anything is ever really set or finished or finalized is is really white supremacy right and and it's capitalism um and it's actually antithesis of what is uh, creativity and this great experiment that we're on right now, you know, um, and that space, there has to be some ability for those things to flex. Um, otherwise we're, we're not able to really explore um, this new art form, I think in the same way. So I'm super grateful to equity because, you know, I'm also a member of Actors' Equity and I would want my weeks you know, I want my weeks, you know, I need them, especially now when people are not having other work going on. And we have a full run. I mean, we have a run all the way through September. So I think we're probably one of the few places that also has an actual run happening, you know, longer than a few shows um, here, you know. First off, I, I applaud, I applaud San Francisco Shakespeare Festival for, for keeping artists and crew employed during this time. Um, I, the amount of horror stories I know, and then people who are, are reshuffling their decks trying to figure out how to stay afloat. Um, Rebecca, you said, I'm gonna pull out and I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase, but I, I think something uh, lovely about what you said is that you, you reminded us that theater is live and theater has to go away. Um, and what I mean by that is that when the, it's the Hamilton song, you have to be in the room when it happens, right? Um, and, and the magic of what we do is, is being in that space um, for a period of time. And, and then it disappears and we go off to our separate rooms and regions and we just whisper about it. Um, and, but we've all shared an experience. Um, and I, and I, I believe that you all have achieved that. And what I got to see um, this past weekend, and I and I'm really excited that you all um, convinced equity of that. I actually think that it's not a SAG issue. I think it's a lovely new frontier for theater. I think something magical is happening. I'm watching communities who don't have the money. I mean, I live in New York. There's no one in Brooklyn who can wants to travel all the way up the Midtown to go see a Broadway show. One, they can't afford that, and two, um, just 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 the distance itself to travel is big. And I'm watching people for the first time to be able to use the internet to get in rooms that they haven't been before. And I think that it's breaking down so many walls of suppression. Um, and I think what you're doing is a huge gift right now. Um, you, your festival, um, from what I read, is always free, but 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 still people have to go there. There's still a, a limited amount of seats that they can physically sit in, um, and it will always be a capita. That theater always has that, from from the 99 seat theaters to to the 300, 1300, not 1300. <laughs> well, no, some 1300 houses. I don't know why I judge myself there. I was like, there's not even <laughs> that big, <laughs> but there are. <laughs> but um, but there's always going to be a limitation on who can be in the room. Um, and something magical about getting this contract for this moment is that, that a precedent has been set. That theater can be tuned in at 7 p.m. for hour 20, and we all watch something together, and then it disappears. And then we can talk about it. We can hold that memory. 
we can cherish that again and then whisper and get other people inside a room for another moment of sitting down. I don't think we, and uh, I was talking with some friends, I was like, we, the magic of TV is gone. No one has to pre-record at 8 p.m. to watch their show anymore. <laughs> no one has to uh, be home by this time and make it and turn on the TV to get to their show. That's just, it's not in our ethos anymore. But theater still is, theater's very much. The show said it starts at 8 p.m. You, it's it's 8.05, ma'am. I'm not letting you in, right? Um, and you all have done something magical. I just want to really lift that. Um, <laughs> if it's 7.05, you can still come in, right? Like, that's actually the beauty of Free Shakespeare in the Park and the beauty of Free Shakespeare at Home is that I'm a mom, and I know that if I were in the audience for this show, I could probably watch 20 minutes one night and then maybe 20 minutes the next night and then maybe 20 minutes. It'd be great to watch all three hours at once, but the access to me as a mom, I, I don't get to see much theater. I've seen more theater since the pandemic started than I had seen in ages. I have a six and a two-year-old. So the, I, I've said over and over, can we keep some of this? Because the access to great performances has been amazing. I've seen beautiful great. and incredible things and I've seen people on screen that, that I've admired for years and never gotten to see you know, in person. So I, I am grateful for some of this for happening. So, so everything you say is just beautiful. Yes. Like let's, let's keep some of this access and let's lift some of this oppression and let's have, you know, we've got dramaturgy going on in the chat to make Shakespeare more accessible so that people who might be anxious about, oh, I'm Shakespeare, I'm not going to get it can have access and can can get those notes in live real time without feeling like they have to go study or you know that they're not they're not worthy or whatever so we're trying that that's all part of it like this is it's really so much about access yeah and this week even continued development on access and further highlighting the fact that this is never a finished product uh we're working on trying to get captioning going and there's largely just a matter of us having been, you know, rushing to get just the, 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 the whole thing up and running by opening. But, um, and I realize it's not just, um, it's not just a, a hearing issue. It's, it's also the comprehension, comprehension issue. Um, I watched the, uh, the Anthony Hopkins King Lear and turned, happened to like turn on the captions and I, I don't have a Shakespeare background. So I don't know any of these scripts when we're starting and I don't know a lot of the uh, odd words and to have the words printed on screen there, huge difference like I actually fully understood what was going on in the scene rather than just having a pretty good sense of it so um, it's uh, there are some technical challenges as far as captioning a live uh, uh, program especially when it's not using common language but uh, we're going to overcome that I'm sure and that'll just you know further further increase the accessibility of this whole thing. Do you all think uh, in future years to come when we're back also, and uh, I've been trying not to use the phrase when we're back. I, I find it so dismissive of the moment, <laughs> but I just did, and so I'm just publicly saying, bad me. <laughs> um, um, when we can um, also um, get back on stage in a live format, do you think you're gonna uh, keep some of these practices um, in the organization? Do you think, uh, uh, this, this type of virtual engagement is here to stay, at least with you all? We haven't talked about it yet, but I'm certain that's gonna be the case. I mean, I'm, yeah, I've only just in the past week or two started to think ahead to like, what's next year gonna look like, you know, and whether next year is physical in the park or virtual, I'm gonna be equally happy either way, because we have the toolkits for 
whatever we need now. And, um, but I was also thinking, you know, what is the, the hybridization or, you know, what if, uh, you know, what, what would we bring forward from this summer into a, uh, an in-person season? And at the very least, I would imagine we're going to be doing more online engagement now that we've kind of built that platform. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a matter of, uh, further, uh, work with uh, Actors Equity and it, like how do you how would we do it if say we wanted a live and live streamed performance um, you know just uh, covering both fronts at the same time something like that but and and even just for on a personal level like with all the video fun video stuff I'm like oh man I'm going to be so tempted to be doing <laughs> fancy video tricks and stuff like that in the future too so we'll see. <laughs> I love it. Karen, like the, one of the things that I found that's been exciting too for me is like, um, I do think that I do don't think this is going away. I, I just, I really don't. I think that this is just another door and another opportunity for creativity. And um, I see myself doing both. Um, I feel like I have a huge skill set now that, um, that I'm excited about. Um, I like the idea of being able to potentially work with somebody in a different, um, uh, you know, in a different geographic place. Um, and I like the idea of what you can infuse into this space that you might not be able to do. Um, and you can do somewhat economic, well, it will get easier. It will get easier, figure out different ways. I mean, that's the thing, you do it the first time, you're like, you know, everyone's got a light kit, everyone's got a green screen, everyone's got a microphone, you know, you're, you're building a ship, right? But I really feel like there is so much potential for integrating other art forms into this forum to like be able to collaborate with people. The other thing that has been amazing for me personally um, is working with Karen is having a stage manager who can really, um, stage managers are amazing people. I mean, we just all know that, right? Stage managers are incredible. When you have good ones, oh, it's like amazing. So, um, but learning to, for me, learning different ways to communicate. So, um, you know, Karen uses different platforms to like communicate with all the actors, but also with me where we can easily and quickly and more efficiently than email share information. Now, this has probably been in the business world for a while, but like, it's new to me. I don't work in this way normally. And so that was really exciting to me and made me really think about how we can create um, a space that um, feels like you can find what you need, you can get help, you can um, reach out to different people, and it feels much more immediate and actually more personal than email feels ever. Um, and so I've really appreciated that level of like communication and collaboration um, in, in the room and outside of the room um, that I haven't felt so much um, in other productions. So, um, I was lucky I, to kind of be digital before most stage managers were like, I, I was over erasers and my script from a show that I did that the director changed their concept five different times. And I was just literally like, okay, I'm done. What can I use? And I started researching that a couple of years ago. Um, so I was digital and I was more hands-on in that way where it I think it enabled me to bridge that gap with 
the actors, with Elizabeth, with Neil, with everybody kind of bringing the hub together and the way to communicate and what was more efficient and what was more accessible and how certain actors are like, I'll never use that thing called Slack. I don't want to touch it. It's like, all right, then we will email you. Like you have to be agreeable with things like that. It's not one mold for, you know, 13 or people which we have you know so we had to kind of all roll with it and yeah communication was just is just we're so lucky to to be the people that we are and to love each other so much honestly I feel like that there's not one person that I wouldn't sit and answer the phone call while I'm in the bathtub and say <laughs> oh it's okay I'll <laughs> because we're all really trying and we're just trying to be flexible and we're trying to go with it and we're trying to live through a pandemic and isolation and so yeah we're, I feel like we're really fortunate to to be the communicators that we are and to have our leadership team including Pratiksha who's amazing our, our production manager Pratiksha Shah um, and we get each other through it and we wind up canceling the zoom before we're supposed to because we're still talking at 11 30 <laughs> at night and we don't want to get off the zoom it's interesting all of it we have this community, right? And it's, I feel like when the show is going, even if I don't have it on my, like playing on my computer or on my TV, I know it's happening. Like the air in my house is different because all of these people's energy is working together. I know that the Slack, our Slack channel is just like popping with things happening. And I can't wait to like get back into that community on that screen and that audience and everything else. I remember like, you know, dear colleagues leading major theaters in the in the early part of the pandemic putting out kind of videos about how we must all pause and we must not do theater and we need to you know allow the muses to do whatever i don't know what it all was about i was kind of like ah, i don't really feel that um and 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 then and there was this idea that like you could not have a collective breath you had to be together physically to have the collective breath right and i i am experiencing a collective breath with this team regularly and i watch those actors on that screen and we we even experienced this in that back in that workshop in march where like we w watched our actors in tears looking at each other on a screen and the audience were in tears and they were telling each other that they were in the chat so that we we were making that happen that community was being built but i i i feel like it's energetic like i feel like if we're open to it we're we're able to communicate when we are not in the same space, if we're just open to that. And and this group proves it because they're somehow, I don't know how Leontine and Bellabong and Melissa Ortiz manage to look like, like those two are looking at each other. They're like, they're giving each other shade and they are, they're, I can't believe they can't see each other. They are feeling each other. And that's that's something that we, we kind of know this as theater people that that energy is real, but do we really know it? And now we're learning it for real. Like now we're tr we got to trust that about ourselves, about our shared humanity. We have to trust it because it's really happening, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And also when we do a check-in, so we do a check-in every every rehearsal, right? And we do a check-in, and that was really important to me. And, and and many of us have done that, but it was crucial because we're not having side conversations. We're not over here talking about our breakfast or our. Um, what happened with our cat the night before or our kids or whatever. We're not having those ways to bridge um, and make community. And but now what happens is when we, when somebody says, 
oh, I, you know, I'm doing really great today. And somebody else was feeling, well, I wasn't feeling that great. But now that you said you're doing great, I actually feel better. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. And like, like almost every day. It's insane. It's like all the room gets lifted. One person can be like, I am having a fantastic day. I went on a run and I feel amazing. And then everyone's like, oh, you know, and it's just like this insane thing that just happens. And you just watch the whole collective just pull each other up in the room. And um, I never thought that would happen. And we are making that because we made community with each other and because we are making something special with each other, even when it's hard, that there is this, there's like this, like, I don't know, like tentacles or like, a, you know, some sinews that are like connecting us to each other that is just like, you know, that's buoyancy. And, um, and when, when the show is running, I thought, well, okay, I'll just like put it aside. I literally, I just come in and I put it here in my little workspace and I like, I let it run. And then I like, I look over and I'm like, oh, that moment, that moment's really good. <laughs> you know? And I like, type watch. in caps, Elizabeth, did you see when they just oh. did that? Why aren't you here? Right. And I keep thinking, it's like when you have a favorite movie playing <laughs> and it pops on television you know, like it used to be, I think many people, for many people, it was like Shawshank Redemption. Every time that came on, you just didn't watch like at least 15 minutes of it, you know, or some other, some other movie would like pop in and, you know, a beloved favorite. It feels like that when I watch this show, it'll be like, there'll be a moment. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to watch this moment. And I'm like, I got to do something because I, you know, I have a nine-year-old and I have all these other things that I like watching. And, um, and that's amazing to me. And that's magic, you know, because it is live and it will go away and that performance won't be there again. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. That performance won't be there again. I like hearing that, uh, your comment there, Elizabeth, because it's um, just this last weekend and I was, I was debating whether I shared it and check in, but it would have taken too long. Is that like, I, we're now finally like settled enough and I'm starting to be able to be relaxed enough at the controls where I can start to have like those magic moments. And it's in, in past years, it was it would be totally different things like like uh last year in cupertino when we had a, a musical ensemble it would be you know it's like 7 p.m perfect beautiful day sun is setting it's cooling off people are starting to show up for the show all of a sudden you hear piano wafting through the park and just these like amazing beautiful moments that i would just you know made it all worthwhile and uh wasn't really expecting to have m many magic moments this year but there's like i'm definitely starting to find the points in the show that are like that. And the moment for me right now is in uh, is act three, act three, maybe uh, Edgar's lurk lurk speech. And it's one of, it's one of these ones where the actor's up addressing the camera very close. And it's uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a, a shift in energy from the, from the flow. And all of a sudden the music changes and our sound designer, Lana Palmer did an amazing job on the entire show, but like this, the sound in this one particular part is what makes it for me. It's like, also, I have the advantage of, you know, I'm sitting here with studio headphones on, and unfortunately, a lot of our audience are not. So it, when you do watch the show, I recommend the best sound, uh, headphones or speakers possible. But uh, yeah, the soundtrack in this part is just so amazing and dark and gritty. And it was like, I think that where we are here, the sun had just set, and I'm sitting here all alone inside my nest of like electronics. I've got three massive screens all around and control pads, and it's like, I've built this wonderful nest of, uh, for myself in, in all this process and I'm just sitting there and all, after all these many, many months of work, 
like just to have it come down and I'm like sitting in my control cockpit and this amazing scene is playing out in front of me and I'm pushing the buttons and making it happen and it's like oh goosebumps for sure tears it was, it's amazing and just to be able to have those magic moments even in this in this uh, format is, is really special well we're almost out of time I just uh, I have uh, two final things one I um, early on earlier on uh, Rebecca you talked to and, and Elizabeth you talked about um, changing the rehearsal time and then um, making it longer um, where you need it um, I just uh, I hope the field is is moving towards that direction. Um, I also want to lift uh, Stephanie Yabara, who's who at um, Baltimore Center Stage, who's eliminated ten out of twelves at our institution. I think uh, making the work more humane and how we work, and realizing that we we just don't have to follow ancestral traditions because they are traditions um, are going to get us back to um, um, making sure that we don't do harm. Um, um, and don't promote harm um, on those in our communities. And I just love, I just, it's, I made a note to myself and I was like, oh, I just want to say it again. <laughs> but um, big thank you all for that. Um, before we leave out, how about you tell everybody how they can check you out, how long you're running. Um, we'll definitely be putting this information um, um, wherever this video um, is shown, but uh, definitely tell the world, promote yourselves. I want to say, get that up. Oh, sure. I can say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. So we are now playing. We are Saturdays at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And I have to remember to say that because our audience is international now. We know it. Um, and 4 p.m. Pacific time on Sundays. And then on Labor Day, it's our traditional opening day for San Francisco and has been for 38 years. And that will be a 4 p.m. show on Labor Day. Um, we sort of honor Actors' Equity on that day, <laughs> our labor union, and uh, and and that those are upcoming, and we are through September 27th. Um, and you just have to go to sfshakes.org to the website, and even in the opening page, there's a you can go directly link over to our YouTube page from there, or you can just search for us on YouTube, and it'll be live at those times on YouTube. So trying to make it really easy to get to, so that you can just watch it anywhere and at any time. I think that, um, you know, Rebecca and I talked and she was like, um, what do you want to do? And I was like, look, I have a kid. Like, I need a two-hour break in the middle of the day. I can't do an hour and a half because I, I don't know what I'm going to have to deal with because he might be melting down. I might be melting down after three and a half hours of staring at the, the Zoom boxes, you know. And I, I built up a different kind of stamina, but that's how we structured it to, like, make it, like, people be able to have some kind of stamina through it. Um, and you were really generous like that. And that's for me was obviously it's a big part of my job. It's Elizabeth would be like, what are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> and I'd be like, you know what I think we need to do for you and for the vibe that you want to impart on this production and to this flow. Like it was always about being gentle and it was always about approaching each person as an individual. And it was always about what works for each person and how, how can we not, we're all like freaking out. This is, you know, it's a extraordinarily ridiculous time. And we had George Floyd was murdered and we have Black Lives Matter. Like we have all these protests in this, you know, in the streets we have, I mean, it's, it's all of it. It was like so much on all of our hearts. It's like, you can't, um, mm -hmm. we have to be, 
thoughtful and sensitive and realize that we're in this, you know, world together. And, um, and so I, don't think I there's one minute that have gone by that I didn't, you didn't honor that. Like we kept that in mind every single minute of every single day. Yeah. Because I need everyone to be whole and sane. And, and what also people don't realize is nobody can leave. Like once we're all in the room together, there is no like, oh, I'll just go and turn off for a few hours. Everyone has to stay on for, for technologically it to work. All 13 actors have to keep their cameras on the entire day. So you can't do staggered calls. So this is the other piece that I think people didn't realize, don't realize how hard this is. And so I just wanna like, it's hard, it's doable, it is hard. It takes intentionality and it takes thoughtfulness. But everyone is in those rehearsal hours for that entire day. They can, they can step away from their camera, but they have to be on, otherwise it doesn't all fall into place. And so that's where you, the care for your team comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I'm just gonna, I have to say this because it's on my heart and I, if I don't say it, I, I, will, I will be remiss. Um, I'm working with all of these wonderful people in front of you and more who really said yes to what I wanted to do. <laughs> and uplifted me and continue to uplift me as a black woman queer director. I have to say it explicitly like that because I have not always Uh felt supported in that way. I have not also been treated as if my ideas or intelligence or conceptualization is full and well thought out. And, instead of saying, yes, you want to do that. I think that's great. How can I go and push you forward? How can I lift you? How can I support you in that vision? And every single designer went along. Um, Everyone has said yes. When I said, um, it has to be relevant to me. Otherwise, I don't know why we're doing Lear. And to throw in, you know, a Black Lives Matter um, protest in there. And I was nervous about it. And everyone just said yes, you know. Um, and just to trust, to trust me, um, was really huge. So I just have to say that because this whole team has never, um, balked at anything and has just like been always at the forefront of like, how do we amplify as opposed to, um, even anybody, I mean, we all throw credit to each other. We're just like, here, you, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You know? And that's a gift. Um, so it's a good team. So I have I had to say that because I know I love you. <laughs> I do. <laughs> genuine love, genuine, so genuine love for you all. The team, it's amazing. Uh, and that's you know, it's all a trickle down, right? I mean, I, I moved up here for this organization. I honestly would rather be proximity in New York or LA because that's where my tribes are. But I stay up here because I believe in the work that we're doing. I believe in this organization. I've felt more supported in all of my corporate career and all of my theater career than I've ever felt in my life here. And Elizabeth, you were just the perfect person to come and and join us and be a part of this. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's been extraordinary. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, you make it exceptionally easy to follow you, Elizabeth, yes. <laughs> because you're so good. There was never like a moment where I even like was conscious about, do I want to f- 
follow her or not. Of course I do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And because, because of the kindness, because of the culture, the real culture of, of lifting up people above the art that you create, the space that you've made, it's, I, it's just, I'm in awe. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And, and we, we're so grateful. Like everybody at SF Chicks is so grateful and, 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 uh, and just, you, you're it, man. <laughs> yeah. As a stage manager, it's like you wish to work with directors that really take your sensibility of theater in mind, not just want you to call a, a show or schedule a rehearsal. And I just felt a kindred spirit. And you would ask me about things that, you know, as a privileged white person, I don't always have the right answers for, but I would say, you have to be true to you. You have to be true to your community. You have to be true to what, what you need to say with this piece because it's important for you. And that was easy to do for you, Elizabeth, you know? I mean, you're all artists. So, you know, I love a sounding board. So, but I also love a sounding board that says, you know, you know, you know, what, you know, you, you know what you're doing. And I think a lot of people who come to this work um, and um, have been told that they are not, you know, um, enough, they don't have that right degree, they don't have that, those credits that they think that they should have or whatever, whatever barriers mm -hmm. are in place, those things, um, uh, it's important to feel like, you know, you still have space to, to, to make something. And, and I trust, um, I trust myself, but it's nice to have other people trust me too. Um, but it, it really is. You can see, I mean, Nylon, you can see. We like it's it's we can't stand each special. other. Special. We can each other. I can't wait to get out of here. You can see we're still talking. You don't realize we're not gonna leave until you kick us out. <laughs> I know you're gonna have to kick us out. Like we're the worst. We just never leave. <laughs> I want you to know it reads through. It um I think everything that I'm seeing right now. Uh, online takes the extra effort and and I'm not dismissing anyone's work I think everyone's giving such an incredible amount of effort right now and I think uh, as 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 I'm watching arts leaders and and independent artists and freelancers all defend why uh, we should make art and why why artists are important why artists should be getting paid etc cetera, etc cetera, right now in the several movements um, What's magical is just um, there's there, theater artists are so damn adaptable. Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh, I, I, I 2020 has been hard, <laughs> but um, it hasn't, it truly hasn't stopped us. I'm, uh, it, gosh, it got sticky and muddy, and I'm watching people build bridges over that. <laughs> and then, then they're like a stream in front of them. They're like, don't worry, we got a boat coming. <laughs> just, and, and it's, and it's, on and on and on and on and 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 one i see that in the community that that i'm engaged with you all the here but i could see that so palpably in the art that i saw um i still have so many questions some wonderful questions but i did think they were all in the same room i thought you all had a giant can I, if, if I don't know anything about technology, I was like, I think they have a giant space. They green screen the hell out of it. <laughs> Everyone's social distanced. And um, they're it. like, go. 
<laughs> That's my thought. We almost could have done that, right? In the shop? We thought we, we considered a lot of different range of possibilities, yeah, including like, right, you know, one massive green screen, but uh, nope. Not safe. I just, because I think it's connecting. I, I was like, it's landing. Like, and and there's, there's so many moments that was like, you're, the capability of those artists to receive um, through screen what they need to do their job. Um, and even film actors have stand-ins, <laughs> gosh, um, for certain scenes of, of, of certain stripes that you have and vulnerabilities you have to pull out. But, I'm, but they have, I don't know what they have at home, but I'm just bravo them. Bravo, 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 bravo. And film actors get to go, all right, I'm not feeling well today. Let's do that tomorrow. Not exactly. <laughs> No, not here, not here. No, but they're, they're amazing. They're rock stars. I mean, yeah. they really are rock stars. I just I like them all. Away. Every single one. Yeah. We've been a little busy, Nylon. <laughs> you know, just a tad bit. Just like, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> no, we're, we, we've got a couple of, like, interns that we're, like, plugging in this week and stuff. So, yeah, so it's. It doesn't actually, it's not totally ending, you know, it's like we still have like our little special community. I know Elizabeth's like, should I come back in the room? I'm like, I need you to come back. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like normally like stage manager would be like, get away, it's my show now. It's like, no, no, I don't so, want to. Like, no, let's ever. check in, let's <laughs> check in, you know, yeah. so that's kind of, that's, that's fun. That's definitely fun for me. Um, I'm glad. I yeah. need no, I mean sometimes I like should I be? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yes. yeah. that's all that culture stuff of like, oh, I'm supposed to go away, but right. I'm still, you know, it's a weird. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly, exactly. And I heard that you're so you so I believe Neil, you said they were like brush up rehearsals. Like that's what you're doing. Is that in between the weekends? There's a brush up rehearsal to keep muscles going. Yeah, yeah. and even well, right now, now just flopping in a couple of new actors. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still in We have performance interns who like didn't know what their colleges were doing until like a week ago, and so one of them got the news that he had to very suddenly go to New York for a two-week quarantine before the start of classes, and he like had barely any time to do that, and so we also had to replace him because he's like in a dorm situation where he can't do a setup and do the show. So we had to really quickly reach out to some friends and a professor from San Francisco State was a friend and she found this new guy and he watched the show on Sunday and then he came and was there yesterday at rehearsal. As of about two hours ago, he was set up and ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> and we were like, and we have to block him in on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And he one of his, awesome so <laughs> and one of her interns is taking all of her stuff back to NYU. So yes. she's literally gonna get on the plane with her whole kit and set up in her apartment in New York. Yep. So like I mean, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like this is crazy. It's, it's nuts. crazy wow. flexible. There's and no ending rehearsals. There's no like, oh, things are way. You just have pickups. Well, two of the actors wrote to me today. I was like, do you know what next week is gonna look like? Like I'm not really. Well, I'm gonna not gonna be here Tuesday to Thursday, so we can't have rehearsal. But you know, yeah, we're still. It's we're we're not like opened and like just flowing now. You know. You got it. You got it. There's maintenance that required that is required, and sometimes that maintenance looks like, "Hey, let's not be in the composite. Let's just all be in our Zoom boxes and talk to each other and say say the words to each other, right?" Um, so you get a moment to just like flow and and feel free and not feel like 
I can't move this far because if I move my arm this far, it's going to suddenly go behind someone and look really weird and we're going to like be broken out of the world. So there's all sorts of stuff that, that you know, kind of continues to, to happen. But. Yeah, we were burning out after a couple of weeks, I think. And Elizabeth was like, do you think like she messaged me like, could we do like a line through? Yeah, let's do a line through. Let's give Neil the night off to go look for all those beautiful images that you saw. <laughs> And actually we can just chill out and not have to worry about the screens and sit in a comfortable chair. And it changed things, I think, after that week. It significantly like brought us back to like, okay, we're doing, we're, we're connecting. It's okay. Yeah. No worries. And, and every time, I've been, every, go ahead. I just want to say, I've been very lucky my career to work out of America and, and the models that you all are talking right now are extremely uh, how the world produces theater. Right. I, mean, I, I, I spent three years in Germany working and like the, you're with this show and it, is, it, it isn't like the artists go away. It's and, like, like you still have to, the connection you keep with it um, from, from brush up rehearsals to we have this much time off the, are we still doing the same thing that we were doing this much ago? It's 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 beautiful that you all are keeping that community alive like that. And a model that I hope America does more instead of the, the throw it away moment of like, my hands are off of it now, okay, bye. <laughs> Whatever that is. Actually, I think with my experience, that's when it starts to break. Because when you take some pieces out and then things start to crumble and we're like, oh, because the culture got a little bit broken. Because we, we, we missed a little yeah. bit of the structure that we built together. And now we're seeing the cracks. So, so actually, we we do need everybody to be still part of things. It's it's interesting. I have I have all these theories, about it. <laughs> and it is. And you're right about like other countries, other cultures don't don't do it this way. They don't do it the American way. Well, they also like support their industries and actually like have, you know, people have companies where they get money to like do art to just do it. Yeah, you know. And you can develop. You can develop you can develop shorthand with people because you're working with the same people and you can say, oh, so-and-so, like, oh, yeah, actually, remember we did that thing? But let's do this. Let's, let, you trust me. I trust you. Let's leap and let's try something crazy out there. Let's, you know, we, we don't, it's just the model we don't have here. You know, mm -hmm. we don't have that funding source and we really need that. And um, it's also essentially developing relationships. Like I'm that person, if you know me and I love you and I will connect to you, obviously, like Nyland there, I connected back. I'm like, I love these people. I want to be a part of this crew, this tribe of, of artists and loved ones and community going forward. So I love that stuff. That's what, that's the fiber of the, the work I do as a human. Absolutely. Um, well, that's our time, um, everybody. Um, if my word means anything, run with Swift Wind over to uh, San Francisco Shakes website. I enjoyed myself so much. Um, and also, uh, tell your sound designer, I completely agree with Neil. I was like, excuse me. It was, I saw it on my TV and I was like, they have scored. <laughs> it's, it's very good. <laughs> um, thank you all for joining. Um, I'm, I'm so thrilled. Um, to see new faces and um, beloved old faces. I love you all. Thank you so much, um, everybody. Uh, until we meet again. Bye. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you so much.